Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. It's your boy A Wall. I'm here enjoying a uh, lovely two weeks in Atlanta. Out here repping for the Black College Expo again. So of course you'll get me traveling on a few episodes. I really love the energy of Atlanta, man. I cannot lie. On top of the fact, this is one of the places I got some of the most family and um, just the culture, the people, uh, just the energy, man. It's just one of those cities with a great energy and a uh, great history with civil rights movements. You know, some of our best HBCUs, of course, Morehouse, Spelman, uh, Clark Atlanta, Morris Brown. Uh, so there's a lot of history here, man. It's the home of Julio Jones. Can't forget that. So uh, I've been having a great time out here, man. I really love coming to Atlanta because uh, me being into music myself and just entertainment, it's great to see how uh, all of these people just get behind each other, man. And the energy that they have is easy to understand why the music sound the way they do. It's like, man, why you got all this trap, everything turned up and everything? It's because, man, these niggas really be turned up like Monday through Monday, like for real. Seven days a week, 24-7, 365, man. I think I went out more the last three days than I went out, you know what I'm saying, the last three months. Like, the energy is crazy, and I really love it. Um, like I said, the way they get behind each other, I was in Atlanta, man. Oh, no, I was in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. But I was in the club, and, uh, you know, the last three days, man, it's been like nothing but like Atlanta artists being played in their clubs, man. Nothing but Atlanta artists, man. I think that's a beautiful thing. I know they probably, you know, play a lot of different stuff at other spots, of course, you know. <clears throat> you got your top 100 and, you know, things like that for hip-hop, but they play majority everything. Everything is from Atlanta, man. Everything's from Atlanta, you know, they branch out a little bit to Louisiana, a little bit, you know, Florida, some stuff, but I really love it. I love the way they get behind each other, man, so this is a great place to be, man. I'm glad I'm here for another week. Um, if there's anything y'all want me to check out while I'm here and talk about, holla at me, you know what I'm saying, so I could talk about it on the next one, but uh, we'll get into a few things, man. I'm doing this Sunday night. I don't know what today's date is. Let me check real quick. Sunday the 28th, so they had the Grammys tonight. Um, I'm pretty sure I said this when, they, when we had the Oscars and some of the other joints, but I don't watch none of that bullshit, man. Like, for real. I feel like it's commercial. I feel like it's a lot of politics behind it, the way that people get the awards the way they let them speak or don't speak for certain amounts of time and all of this kind of stuff. And I think it's a lot of shaking hands in the back rooms and a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know, I think the nominees, you know, for the most part is really who's supposed to be nominated. But as far as who wins these award shows, man, they don't, it don't really mean much to me, man. So, but it was tonight. Um, I'm not sure about everybody who won everything. I know Bruno Mars took home a lot of awards. Uh, Kendrick got best rap album. Um, 
And uh, that's all I could think of off the hand. But uh, Kendrick had a real good performance at the beginning of the show. I think he's one of the best performers, man, like we've seen in a long time. Just the energy he puts behind uh, his projects. Well, not his projects, but his performances. So uh, he did real good. Part I liked about it most, of course, is uh, Dave Chappelle was helping him out. He was doing like some commentary in between. And uh, he said something that I thought was pretty dope. Um, I'm read it for you guys. Because he said it during the performance. He said, bear with me. He said, I just wanted to remind the audience that the only thing more frightening than watching a black man be honest in America is being an honest black man in America. Huh. I agree. Um, I don't know. We talked about I talked about this on Nigel's podcast, too. Shout out to Nigel. Uh, make sure you go listen to that. I think it's up on SoundCloud right now. He's going to have it up on a few more platforms soon. But Do You Hear You podcast. So make sure you go listen to that. But we talked about that, just the, um, the emasculation, you know what I'm saying, of black males and how they try and take our voices away. Um and the way we get taken out when we do speak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that's why he said what he did. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was important. The only thing more frightening than watching a black man be honest in America is being an honest black man in America because we know what comes with that. We've seen what happened to the Malcolms and the Martins and the Fred Hamptons and you know what I'm saying? The list goes on and on and on of the ones, you know, the black males that's been taken out. You know, you know it's been black women taken out as well, too. But um, they make a real point of taking us out in a certain type of way, in a certain type of style to discourage, you know what I'm saying, a lot of black men from speaking up. And I think that's why you see us in a blind, deaf, and dumb state a lot of times when we're in front of these cameras or playing dumb and, you know, acting a fool or, you know, brushing over questions sometimes when we know the answers to them because we don't want to be, you know what I'm saying, viewed as someone who has something um, that black people can really get something from because they know we make people like a black man is the most powerful man in the nation, man. Um, just the way we get people to move, you know what I'm saying? And that's shout out and respect to everybody else. And I'm just speaking for me, I'm sure. You know, if I get one of my uh, Mexican homeboys or anybody else, you know, here they say they are, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with that. You got to rep for yourself. So I'm saying that as a black man, I think, you know what I'm saying? We're the most powerful people, you know what I'm saying? On the planet, you know, the way we get people to move and, uh, you know, the influence we bring with us. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, that's been shown throughout history and all walks of life. You know what I'm saying? From music to politics to everything, man. You know what I'm saying? Black men are very powerful and there's been, you know, agendas put out there to make sure we sit our ass down. You know what I'm saying? Especially when we get to talking. They try and find a way to do that. So I definitely commend the uh, Kendricks and the. Dave Chappelle's and the Jay-Z's and the Nas's and the, you know what I'm saying? The list goes on. The um, My man who did Birth of a Nation, uh, 
Parker, Nate Parker, you know, guys like that that's not afraid to, you know, speak up and really put out there a strong message, you know what I'm saying, regardless of what's going to come with it. Because you're going to get attacked in one way, shape, or another. But, um, you know, that's part of being a man. Like, shit, you're supposed to protect you know what I'm saying? You're really supposed to protect. And uh, a part of that is putting your life on the line, man. And that don't always mean getting your life taken, but it could be getting careers threatened. It could be all sorts of threats. You know what I mean? So Dave Chappelle, man. The guy. I know some of y'all was real mad. Oh, man. I can't believe they had him on the show after how he was talking on those last two series, but uh, comedy specials. But hey, it's whatever. Shout out to Dave, man, doing it big. Love Dave Chappelle, man. Can't wait to see him in concert. Um, but like I said, I don't fuck with the Grammy, so uh, I can't really tell you much about who won. Um, but you know, Google is a powerful thing. But I'm just talking about some of the stuff that I thought was highlights, and. Uh, you know, Cardi did her thing. She was up there. SZA had an excellent performance. Um, Diddy and Nas was posting videos during the thing. I thought that's dope, man. I love, you know, those are two guys I really look up to, Diddy and Nas, man. So it was definitely, definitely good to see them uh, out there doing what they do, showing love. You know what I'm saying? Black excellence. And we're going to be at that Rock Nation brunch next year. Remember I said that, man. Live at the Family Barbecue is going to be in the building at the Rock Nation uh, brunch next year. That thing looked like it was hella fun, man. And that's something I'm just supposed to be a part of, man. So I'm putting that in the universe right now. So fuck with your boy. What else we got to talk about, man? Let me just, you know, skim through a couple things. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed the damn uh, video. We did Or the recorded episode We did the last time uh, Me and Imani We had so much fun doing that And I know somebody's like What the fuck Why Why we don't got the video now The video is gonna be coming Every week So you ain't gotta worry about that We wanted to get that one out there To get You know See the vibrations of the people See what they thought about it We got a lot of good feedback uh, Got some stuff that Other people would like to see You know Implemented So that was like our test run you know what I'm saying? So stick around. We're going to have everything real lined up in the next few weeks. And you'll be able to get the video content on YouTube and get the uh, audio on um, yeah, all these platforms that we put it on already. The SoundClouds and the Stitchers and the iTunes and all that. So just, uh, yeah, just give us a few weeks. We're going to have everything lined up and you'll be able to get the video back to back to back. So please, any other... Um, not comments, but, uh, you know, advice you might have. You think we can make the videos even better or some people you would like to see us interview, topics you would like. Definitely please hit us up. Please, please, please. Woo. I'm over here, man, drinking this water, man. I don't know it's giving me, like, the hiccup, so. It's supposed to do the opposite. I don't know what's up. Anyway, oh, one more thing about the Grammys. Uh, I'm not finna say that uh, Jay-Z had the best album of the year. 
because to me last year I thought Big Crit had the best album. Uh, but uh, I think you know it's like certain times when it comes out, there's dates on it. They can't be nominated if it's after, so I'm sure he'll be nominated next year. But uh, for that list, uh, I didn't listen to Tyler's and I didn't listen to um, Rhapsody's. And I know a lot of people like Rhapsody's album. I still got to check that out. Um, so I'm going to get on top of that. But um, I did hear the other ones. I think Kendrick, uh, Migos, and Jay-Z. So out of those three, I thought Jay-Z clearly had the best album, man. So... Again, I didn't listen to the other two, Tyler and Rhapsody, so I got to check those out. But, um, you know, it is what it is. But I thought Jay-Z in terms of uh, sonically, you know what I'm saying, the bars and what that album meant. I thought that album, like, was important for the culture. And I think that album is really finna be, like, studied, you know what I'm saying, as one of his best pieces of work, man. So... You know, like I said, I think the uh, Grammys was still playing a little catch up from when a lot of people thought Kendrick should have got it for Good Kid, Mad City, or whatever. So I think they still trying to play a little catch up with that. But you know, what do I know? But I definitely thought Jay Z had the best one out of the ones I heard. And then, uh, like I said, I still got to hear Rhapsodies and uh, Tyler's Tyler the Creator. Got to listen to both of those, but. Shout out to everybody that was nominated, man. Y'all deserved it. Shout out to y'all. And uh, you'll see me in that thing soon, for real. I'm in Atlanta. This is the second year in a row, man, that the Migos dropped like, while I was here. And like I said, man, the energy, they really get behind those boys, man. They really get behind all they artists, man. So it's been good to be out here for that. My favorite track so far, I still ain't listened to the whole, whole thing. I've kind of been skipping through it. That's just how I kind of listen to albums. But um, um, Made Men, I love that song. Stir Fry is growing on me big time. That's super catchy. Uh, BBO, my oh man, 21 Savage, did his thing. Bad bitches only. Bad bitches only. Fuck it for a minute, then I pass it to the homie. That nigga so damn ratchet, bro. But I, yo, I don't know. He speaks to the lower me, bro. It's just certain moments where I just feel this nigga music so much, so much. But anyway, bro, that was a standout track. Narcos was dope. Superstars, uh, of course, the one with Drake walking like I talk it. So definitely check that out. Um, got some cool hip hop, man. It's been a good. Good last 12 months for hip-hop, man. I think it's going to keep on going, man. So keep that up. Keep that energy going. You know what I mean? Uh, What else? The All-Star Game. Man. LeBron, is, his team looked real stacked, man. I don't know how they made the picks. I know he got KD. Had AD, Kyrie, and I think, uh, yeah, and Boogie was starting. But unfortunately, Boogie tore his ace, not ACL, his uh, Achilles. And uh, it just looked like, damn, Steph got all the shooters on his squad. So it's going to be an interesting game. And him playing with Embiid, I think that's going to be dope too. Uh, So, yeah, I'm interested to see the All-Star game, man. I think that's going to be dope. Um Prayers up for Boogie, man, tiring out Achilles. He was having a good year, too. Shout out to Boogie Cousins. But this is something that's been boiling. This happened today. Like I said, it's Sunday. 
The Sixers and the Thunder played last night, and I think this just boiled over from the last time they played. But uh, OKC, not OKC, but Westbrook and Embiid, they had their little back and forth the last game. And this game, you know, Westbrook came up to take a charge when Embiid was coming down the aisle, and he got shitted on, man. And for all you guys that don't know the basketball lingo, not literally shitted on, but he got dunked on. They got dunked on a little crazy. So, uh, you know, the OKC ended up winning the game, I think. Yeah, OKC won the game. Um, Excuse me. OKC won the game, but um, I said it looked like Westbrook was staring down damn Embiid at the end of the game. So I'm going to be interested to see how this boils over into the All-Star game, man, because, you know, Embiid is a funny dude. You know, they ain't going to do shit. It ain't like they're going to fight or something. But they are on opposite teams for the All-Star game. So I'm very interested to see how that happens. I love to see them go one-on-one a few trips down the court. You know what I'm saying? Really get it popping one time. So All-Star weekend coming up in about three weeks. Um Get Far Magazine, our platform, is hosting or um, co-hosting an event, the uh, Divine Conglomerate Art Show. That is February 17th and 18th in Los Angeles. You can get those tickets on Eventbrite. Only 10 bucks. You get in there. We're going to have models dancing, rapping, uh, singing. It's going to be a real fun experience, you know what I'm saying? Day party on Saturday, a night party on Sunday. We're going to have a lot of fun, man. So definitely tap in with us if you're in L.A. or if you know anybody who'd be interested uh, in a real art and fun type event. Tell them to come through. Please come through. We're going to have a good time, I swear. Um, What else? That's it for the All-Star break. Uh, make sure you go check out Imani's YouTube page, man. I think she didn't put a couple new videos up. Videos. Videos up. And she just got back from, um, damn, Hawaii. You know, getting it popping. I got to figure out where I'm going for uh, my next little trip. Because, you know, after this traveling with the expo, man, I know I'm finna be worn out. And I'm going to just need some beach some beach and some virgin pina coladas, man, and good food just to rest and reload, get a whole lot of uh, sun, you feel me, help me recharge. So I'm planning on taking a little one-week vacation after my little trip to D.C. and all of that. So if you uh, guys got any suggestions, let me know, man. I'm really thinking about Hawaii. We're going to see what's up. Uh, 50 in Bitcoin I've been telling folks about this man I've been doing a lot of research on Bitcoin Black folks we can't get left behind with this Like we put money into a lot of other stuff man Like this is something that uh, is going to be life changing bro Like you know Digital currency is real and it's happening I got a lot of uh I got a lot of stock market platforms that's about to start showing, uh, you know, Bitcoin and 
Ethereum type shits. Uh, Ethereum, I mean, Ethereum is the other one next to Bitcoin as far as like the big cryptos. And uh, they're about to start putting them on their stock exchanges, man. And even this app I use called Robinhood. Uh, if any of you guys are interested, definitely at me. Hit it in a DM or something, man. I can get you guys hooked up, show you how to use that. But the Robinhood app where you can just sell and buy stocks, you know, right from your phone, not get charged any taxes, real cool. Um, they just got a, a crypto. Um, well, they're about to add crypto to it so you can uh, start buying cryptocurrencies on the Robinhood app. Um, so this stuff is happening, man. I've seen... Um, I think it was the guy who did uh, Virgin Airlines. I always forget his name. But um, he has said he thinks that uh, the cryptocurrency is going to be, if you get into it in the next three to five years, like basically you still got three to five years to really make some money off of this. And um, for me, like I don't never trust people's words with that when it comes to time. So I usually cut it in half, man. So I'm thinking a good one and a half to about, yeah, three years maybe. Um you got to get into it so uh, i would say don't jump into it man i've been doing my youtube university thing man i've been watching videos every day on just different cryptos and how they work and um you know just getting familiar with it like my thing is always even with this podcast and like i took like months and months of learning and getting knowledge up before i just jumped into it so i'm doing the same thing with the crypto really on um yeah, like I said, YouTube, just getting uh, getting the knowledge, the lingo, how to do this stuff, because I want, if I do it, I want to do it right. Um, so it's a dude on there. I think his name is Amir, too. If you type in probably cryptocurrencies, Amir, A-M-E-E-R, uh, this dude will probably pop up. But he's someone I've really been listening to. Like I said, I forgot his last name, but super informative, man. Super informative with the crypto. So look him up if you guys are thinking to cash in on some opportunities. Uh yeah, definitely make sure you do that. But I was saying that because uh, 50 actually with his last album, this is an album I bought, matter of fact. No, you probably just like, like, damn, nigga, you bought a 50 album. Nigga. But yeah, I bought a 50 album in 2014. I think it was uh, Animal Instinct, or Untamed Animal, something like that. Something with Animal in it. Um, but that was an album. He sold and he allowed people to buy it in Bitcoin uh, back in 2014. You know, most of us wasn't talking about in 2014, but came to find out, you know, he just looked at the exchanges and stuff like that. And, the, uh, you know, money transfers, all that good stuff. And he made eight million dollars just off people buying it in crypto. So I'm saying, man, you got to diversify your team. Get people around you if you don't feel like doing the research that know about some of this stuff because there's no reason for us to miss out on some of these things. Like just for him allowing people to buy his album with cryptocurrency, like he made an extra $8 million than he would have. Come on, man. This shit is real out here, man. So like I said, I think we got another year and a half to three years to really get into it. Uh, I'm getting into a heavy. I'm going to start putting money into it around March. 
when I get back uh, from D.C., so I'm just using this time, like I said, to really build my knowledge up. So if any of you guys are interested or you got some dope stuff for me uh, that I need to listen to, that'll be some good info. Like, send me those gems. I need them. My brothers and sisters, I need them. Uh, I don't know if I said it already, but definitely make sure you go to Imani's YouTube channel. Imani Shani, I-M-A-N-I-S-H-A-N-I. She got a lot of new videos coming up. Uh, We're doing a relaunch for Get Far Magazine in April. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but our birth date is, uh, you know, in April. So uh, we're going to be doing our three-year anniversary. And we're coming with a lot of dope stuff this year, man. So keep, you know, sticking with us. And uh, I promise you'll love it. Cause, uh, we're really here to change the world, man. And uh, ain't nothing finna stop that. You're... Um, let me... I'll do that after this one. So, Erica Badu has a dope article in The Vulture. I think it is. The Vulture. And uh, really informative. She talked about music and millennials, the current vibrations of hip hop, and uh, you know her kids, and you know it's just dope interview, like real, real dope interview. And it's called uh, "In Conversation," uh, you know, with Erica Badu. So if you type in "Vulture" and Erica Badu, you can find it. It's a long read, but it's real dope. And uh, she talks in there about how she sees the good. You know what I'm saying? And the, Everybody and every human being, even, you know, fucked up individuals, she sees the good, you know, she can find something good in them. And she talked about Hitler being a good painter. And I think the interviews started talking about like Bill Cosby, yada, 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 this and that. And she was talking about, you know, like Bill Cosby was still, uh, you know, he was an inspiration for black folks. Like you can't un, you know, teach people that, you know what I'm saying? He did what he did. Like that was a, He's a good dude for what he did. Like, that doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying, he didn't, you know, have his faults. But, uh, you know, that she said that's just how she chooses to use or, uh, you know, walk in her life is, uh, you know, she's not going to waste her time hating people and all this and that. Even though she knows it's bad people, she understands that. She doesn't like that energy around her, but she sees it. So the thing that got uh, people up in arms was that she had said, um, I guess Hitler, um, she saw the good, you know, she saw something good about Hitler was he was a good painter. So, you know, it's good things in everybody. And she said, you know, he probably had a fucked up childhood and, uh, you know, whatever. But, you know, he did a lot of evil things. But, you know, that was one thing. And the interview was just like, wow, really, Hitler? How can you yada, 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 you know, say something good in him? And then, like, you know, a lot of people on Twitter started saying the same thing. How can you see the good in Hitler, yada, yada, yada? You need to think about what you say, this and that, this and that. Now, my thing is this. Everybody talking shit about her. Check yourself first. Really, really check yourself first. We allow and uh, endorse some of the most racist shit on the planet in our everyday lives. We walk around our dollar bills, got some of the most racist slave owners and individuals in the history of life. We walk around and we exchange this as currency. We still celebrate motherfucking Christopher Columbus Day. A lot of you don't send your kids to school on fucking Christopher Columbus Day. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's a whole lot of fuck shit that you guys do. You know what I'm saying? Connected with, you know, with white people, racist, you know, evil fucking white people. Like, I mean, there's no way to get around it. So to say, like, because she's seen something good in Hitler, like, that's the unforgivable shit. And she need to think about what she's doing. Like, check yourself, bro. Like, really check yourself. I'm just talking, you know what I'm saying, out loud. This ain't to no one specifically. Because I know we all do things like, shit, I use cash, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of things like that, you know. So, um, you know, we all finding our way, you know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't got to do this shit the same way. Like, so, um, you know, she's choosing to fight her fight the way she's fighting it. And she made an honest opinion. Stop, Stop asking people questions. You know what I'm saying? Just to get mad at them for the answers. You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, like, don't ask them the question. Don't interview nobody who you know is going to have a different opinion than yours if that's what it is. Especially if we can't dialogue about it and you can't respect my decision. You know what I'm saying? For why I think the way I think. Fuck out of here. So, um, definitely go check that out. I think there's some good talking points on there, man. Definitely some good talking points. Please, please, please check it out. Speaking of crazy white folks, um, real quick, a little kicked out the queue, man. I wish I could post this for you. I don't know why they decided to post this uh, article. It's called, uh, the spot I got it from is called Jalop, Jalop, Nick. I think it's a, a European. It might be a European uh, website. I don't know. Jalop, Nick. But um, they were talking about how German lawmakers... Uh, people in Germany were trying to get diesel fuel outlawed. So um, some of the German automakers to prove that diesel fuel is, you know, fine for the environment. They strapped fucking masks up to like 10 monkeys and like started forcing diesel exhaust into their lungs. I don't know what the fuck it is with... Uh, you know, German people in these goddamn uh, furnaces and gasoline and all sorts of shit like that. But they really been fucking niggas up with that shit for a long time. And unfortunately, these monkeys had to face they Nazi wrath. Because um, who, where the fuck, who was the person who thought of that shit? Like literally, let's drop these fucking. Let's make these. Let's make these fucking monkeys suck some gasoline. Like that's that's how we gonna do it to see if it affects the environment. You couldn't put it in a fucking greenhouse and just you know see if the trees start wilting or some shit. You had to fucking strap that shit to some living beings and force gasoline into their fucking lungs. Come on, dude. Kicked out the queue, man. German lawmakers. This got me thinking twice. I'm lying. It's not getting me. It doesn't have me thinking twice because I'm still probably going to get. I don't know. I don't know if BMW is fucking German, but I know Mercedes is and I like Mercedes. So I ain't even finna sit here and act like I'm not about to get one. But that was some whack shit y'all did to them fucking monkeys, man. Kicked out the queue, German lawmakers. you need to say some names, too, so we can know these fucking people that's doing this shit. Anyway. What else I got? I got a couple more things for you guys, and then I'm going to jump out of here. I got some special guests this week, too. I think I got a funny interview coming your way. I'm not going to say who, because I don't want y'all to hold me to it. But I think one of my other homies finna do the show, too. And I'm sure a lot of my black folks know her. But um, 
yeah, we'll see. If it's not this week, I'm going to get her in here uh, to do this with us one of these days. Hopefully bring her back a few times. Uh, she a real cool person to chop it up with. But um, Jay-Z just had an interview with Van Jones. Uh, I didn't watch the complete thing. Uh, I watched maybe like half of it. It was pretty dope, man. They had some cool uh, dialogue going on there. So definitely check it out. It's a real tough name to remember for the show. The Van Jones Show. Good job, Van, with that one. Shout out to you, though, my boy. Dope, uh, dope first interview. So the anyway, the first interview he had with Jay Z was real dope when he started talking about, um, um, you know, Donald Trump is a super bug, yada yada yada. You know, he's been fucking up, and uh, he talked about women's equality and some other shit like that. And uh, it was cool. It was a dope interview. Definitely was a dope interview. Uh, I suggest you guys check it out. And, um, you know, Donald Trump did what Donald Trump does, responded with a tweet, said someone informed Jay-Z that African-American unemployment is the lowest it's ever been with me as president. Now, let's just dissect that a little bit. You know, this orange motherfucker, man, don't necessarily know what the fuck he be talking about sometime. So, technically, he is right. It is the lowest it's been in a long time. I don't have the numbers in front of me. What he didn't tell you was that during the Obama administration, that fucking unemployment line has been on a downward spiral for a long time. So, he's really benefiting from some shit that was put in motion before he even took that fucking seat like a year ago. So, that's what he's not telling you. So, yes... It is the lowest it's been. How much of that is because of you, though? Uh, very minimal, if any percent. Uh, you know, Obama had that shit on a downward swing, so you know your boy is a little delusional. But you know, technically, I guess the nigga wasn't lying. But yeah. Anyway, um, go check that out. Uh, definitely a, a dope interview with Jay-Z and Van Jones. Check them out, man. That was real dope. Uh, real quick, too. I ain't even had this written down. But fucking LeVar Ball, man. Let's just talk about my man's is coaching in Lithuania now. <laughs> Not only is he coaching, he got his sons playing over there live on Facebook. We already talked about that. This nigga got big baller brand, big baller brand in the middle of the court. And the most player shit I've seen yet. This nigga had the referees in Lithuania wearing big baller brand t-shirts during the game. Oh, my God. This nigga is a G. Shout out to LeVar Ball, man. Keep it going, man. This is a, it's a good year, man. Black excellence, we going up. Uh, so, hopefully that inspires some of y'all to do whatever the hell someone told you y'all couldn't do. I know I've been inspired, so let's keep that shit going. Uh, last topic of the day is this shit that's been going on for a few weeks. Let me take a swig of this water right quick. Um, Monique and Netflix. Holy shit. So, just to catch some of you up who may not know, but Monique has said that, um, Monique has said Netflix offered her 500000 to do a Netflix special. 
She said, that's fucking crazy. Like, I deserve more than 500000 Do you know who I am? They counter-offered her with, hey, look, you know, it's $3 million, but, you know, we got to see some of the material ahead of time. Like, if we can pay you this $3 million. She like, $3 million? Motherfucker, that ain't enough either. So, she went to us via social media. She was on Sway in the morning, too, and said, look, we need to boycott Netflix. Let me start this off by saying I will not be motherfucking boycotting Netflix under no circumstances that she brought to the table. No disrespect, Monique, but that shit ain't happening. Uh, two. Um, one, I just think it was it was a. I, I think I think Monique went to the boycott thing a little bit too early, man. I think she just she pushed all them chips to the middle of the table too early, man. I think it was still time to do some negotiating, you know, check the strategy. And, uh, you know, that can't be, like, our first motherfucking move, you know, unless it's, like, some history or some wild shit going on up there, like, and it's, like, and it comes to the light. You know, I get it. They said, uh, I think Wanda had got offered 500000 either. So, you know, I, I definitely think the 500000 number was a little bit low. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, they said, I think Amy ended up getting 13. Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock got 20. So, um, yeah, I think she should definitely be, you know, closer, closer to the Amy uh, number. Uh, What I told everybody is I don't fucking know white comedy. Like the only white comedians I watch is Andrew Schultz and that motherfucker comedy might as well be black. And um, Neil, what's my man name? Neil, I always forget his last name, but Neil, the guy he used to write for the Chappelle show, he's the one who head exploded in the uh, black white supremacist uh, joint. But anyway, uh, Gary Owen, he another one, funny as shit. Um, got a black wife, though, so you know that shit is black comedy, too. She drip all over his comedy, you can tell. But um, anyway, I just uh, so I couldn't say Amy didn't deserve that 13 million because I don't know how high her demand is because I don't keep up with Amy. I don't know who's going to see her shows. I do know she's a little bit more relevant right now in terms of like movies and shit like that. She's doing a lot. So I get that part of it. Um, You know, so I think that played a big part in her getting that 13 million, you know, to be honest. Uh, Monique hasn't been doing as much lately so i think that has a lot to do with it and this is the first part of this a couple parts of this segment but um you know if i'm monique first off i'm going to do a little bit more negotiating because i think she could have got that three million higher you know you know know your worth of course but you know bring something tangible to the table this is why i deserve this this is why i think i deserve this right now and um you know if she still couldn't get that met because uh, it seemed like she was really in her feelings and she was like fuck the negotiating um i think at that point you go to okay i'm finna do me a little 15 20 city tour might get me one little opening act and i'm about to sell these bitches out crazy real quick I got a lot of publicity, publicity, publicity off this shit right now. Me saying I deserve this. I got some shit to get off my chest. I'm going to call this joint Fuck Netflix or something. The Fuck Netflix tour. 
whatever it is. And when you hit those cities, man, you sell them hoes out. Then you come back to the drawing board. Now Netflix want to give you some more money for the fuck Netflix tour because they seen you selling out. And you still say fuck Netflix. And you take that shit to HBO or Showtime or something. Like, that's how you play this shit, man. This shit is chess. It is not checkers. You know what I'm saying? So I think, uh, and you know, that's not me saying that I know more than Monique about the industry or nothing like that. But I do feel like, you know, she tapped out a little bit early with that shit. So, um, yeah, that's what I had to say about that portion of it. The second portion is, you know, she's been going real heavy about this. Uh, you know, we need to boycott the Netflix shit. So my man, Roland Martin, who's on think he's on tv one anymore but um roland martin was on tv one seen him on cnn and shit like that too back in the day but um she called him out and said oh excuse me she said um you know why aren't you fighting for the equality for the sisters brother hit him with one of those brother why are you not fighting for equality for the sisters brother so one thing I love that he started it off with is I'm fighting for equality for black men and women, period. If you guys have heard me speak before, I hate that we separate each other so much when it comes to like equality type shit. I really, really can't stand it. You know what I'm saying? I know it has its time and its place for certain things, but I think we do that shit way too much black people we need more equality with this and that we need more equity with this and that not black men we need this or black women we need this it needs to be a lot more of the us's and we's coming to the table that's all i'm saying but anyway she said uh i have been and you can check my track record for the guests i brought on from you know black women like that's never been a problem with me but then he decided to drop some big ass bombs and uh you could look it up just google Roland martin monique um he talked about a um you know he had brought her on the show before and he talked about you know the horrible experience that him and the people around him had with her he also talked about uh, another producer i think it might have been the producer for uh some Christmas, almost Christmas or some shit, whichever one she did not too long ago, that said that she, her and her husband was like the most horrible people to be around. They were rude. They were disrespectful, not only to the cast, but to the staff people. And they said they really left a bad taste. So he went in and named a lot of people who had problems with the way that she handles herself and the way she treats people. So um, he finished it off by saying, you know, you need to look in the mirror with this shit, too. If you're not getting some of the support you want, you know, a lot of it got to do with the way that you treat people. You've been a very disrespectful, condescending, mean individual, you know what I'm saying, and the work that you've done with us. So don't slap me in the face and spit on me, you know, when it's good for you. 
And then when there's something going bad, you want me to come up and help you. You know what I'm saying? So he took that. He said that. He thought that was a reason why a lot of people ain't speaking up for her is because she don't have the best relationship with a lot of people. And I understand it, too. Like, I'm all for my peoples, too. But, you know, if we got personal beef, like, you can't expect me to be on the front lines with you for an issue, especially if it's personal beef on, like, some disrespect shit, and we ain't even addressed that yet. But you want help with something else. So uh, he was saying she just needed to check herself and take a long look in the mirror and ask herself the tough questions about this shit. So I think it's a combination of both of those things, man. I can't, you know, no disrespect to Monique. I can't say I'm sitting here, you know what I'm saying, checking for, you know, the Monique special. But I think... She can build hype. She can use this to build hype and build excitement and come with a dope show. I think she got the opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to get people excited about it and maybe demand that 13 or 20 million. Actually, she said she wanted She wanted to get what Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle was getting. So, I mean, you got to build that up. This nigga Dave Chappelle was selling out shows in like two minutes. You know what I'm saying? Putting the link for them tickets up the night before. Like, hell of venues. Nights on nights on nights on nights selling out. So... You know, it was something that came with that twenty million. You know what I'm saying? They had something tangible to put that with. So if the last thing we going off is almost Christmas or some shit, them niggas is not finna sit here and pay you twenty million off that shit. Like, just to keep it real. Like, you know what I'm saying? If this was like when the Parkers and Precious was popping, she'd probably have a different argument. But I will not be canceling my motherfucking Netflix subscription. You can bet that. Anyway, Alive in ATL, I love you guys for listening. Please hit me up. I know I'd be talking reckless, man, but, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have uncensored discussions, you know what I'm saying? If we can't be honest with each other, why come to the barbecue? Stay your ass at home, you know what I'm saying? Go to Red Lobster or some shit. Don't come to the family barbecue if you want the real shit. You heard me? So, um, I will see you guys a little later this week. I'll probably post one more um, because we're not taking no weeks off. I missed one last week, so you guys got to get two this week. Uh, And that's just how we going. Man, we all here working, so keep fucking with us. Please subscribe. Please share the link. We got a lot, a lot of dope guests coming on this year uh, when we start doing this damn uh, taping, man. So, Please keep fucking with us and uh, recommending us and uh, liking the page and all that good stuff. And uh, we love you. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We got the Live at the Family Barbecue uh, YouTube page, so please go to that. And it's not the at symbol. It's spelled A-T, live at A-T, the Family Barbecue on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. Go watch that last episode. Comment on it. Tell us. Give us some feedback. And uh, we're going to keep this thing rocking from 2018 till infinity, man, as we're trying to get on TV by the end of the year. And we could do it with y'all support. I put that on mamas. So uh, I'm out. Pray for your boy while he's in Atlanta. You know, let's stay safe. Speak that into the universe. Make this a big year for all of us. I wish your family nothing but life and wealth and health and love and light. And, uh, yeah, let's make it a big year, man. I love y'all. Akuna Matatas, that's word to money. Peace. Akuna Matata, my niggas, my bad. Peace. Ha! Huh?